Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 576 of the Drunk Testers Podcast. I'm as always, I'm Tyler, and join me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What is up, buddy? Oh, man. Lots of stuff happening this week, but uh, on top of that, though, I made a big purchase this past day, and what's kind of interesting about that is it ties into my past a little bit. Like, for example, gaming in the 90s, gaming in the early 2000s and stuff like that, there was different systems I would play off and on because of uh, my older brothers. And uh, for some odd reason, I tuned into one streamer's uh, stream a couple weeks ago, and she was playing a whole bunch of different types of uh, games and stuff. And uh, a couple of them kind of caught my eye, so it led to me researching a bit of the console in terms of its games, in terms of like what may be something I may be interested in. Well, fast forward about like uh, up till about today, I bought myself a Sega Dreamcast alongside of, uh, here's the thing, it came with two controllers, it has all the hookups and stuff, and it has a copy of Crazy Taxi. So I'm starting this system off nice and well. So I am very happy because when I purchased this thing, it was under $150. So that was my goal. And I ended up uh, purchasing it for like about $141 yeah. at least. It's going to be shipping fairly soon. It's going to be coming in between in the middle of October. But uh, yeah, man, I'm fairly excited to play through the original Crazy Taxi. And on top of that, I'm very excited to quote-unquote, like, play through the game where it has the licensed soundtrack stuff intact that have not been uh, taken out because of issues and stuff for, like, later ports, like for the GameCube and for the Xbox 360 version and Steam. But, uh, yeah, man, that's part of, like, uh, the stuff this past week. But, uh, yeah, man, getting a Dreamcast, researching a bunch of the game stuff like that. And there's, like, a slew of games I'm still looking into, right? But I know for a fact I wanted to play Crazy Taxi. I want to track down another copy of the original Soul Calibur because I had that game when I had a Dreamcast originally, and I'm going to be fucking getting that game because I love the shit out of that game. <laughs> but, uh, you know, other than that, though, work stuff's been pretty quiet. Everything else has been going kind of, uh, I've been going kind of interesting. And also, I did have a chance to play a little bit of stuff on the Switch. In terms of, uh, well, just usual stuff. Not like just stuff on like the uh, SNES or the N64 app or anything else like that. But I'm talking about F-Zero oh, nice. 99 and the accomplishments from there. But uh, yeah, man, that's pretty much what I've been doing. How have yeah, you been? Same, old, same as always, you know, clanging and banging. Uh, nice little week, you know, uh, you know, getting closer with football season gables. Uh, join the fuck out of that. Iowa won again today. Beautiful game from them on defense. Special teams as always. Good. Um, but yeah, no, otherwise, I'm doing all right. We got a little. My dog came up, came over to say hi to everybody here on the podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, like I said, clanging, banging. Yeah, I'm getting a little concerned about my memory here. Um, it's it's not yeah, it's not yeah. great um, anymore. And I, I don't know if it's an older thing or if I have more things to be concerned about because it's man, I'm forgetting a lot of shit. And it's, it's I've noticed it over the last couple of years. Like, there's the Assassin's Creed game that I never remember the name of, and you always got to tell me what it is. What is it, Gables? Yeah. Syndicate, thank Syndicate. you. I don't know why. I can't remember. Gables does. I beat the game. I don't remember it. This has been going. This is like, it's not even a bit. It's a, it's a real thing. I just, my mem- my mind will not re- let me remember the title of that game. I don't. I know. It's <laughs> I still remember. kind of hilarious, dude. It's like, you played through the game. You you've beat never, the fucking game, and I'm yeah, the one who the title. 
I don't, I, I don't know. know why. It's like just like one. It's just like one of those things in my mind will not let me remember, and I don't know why. Um, I remember the titles of like literally every other game of, of theirs, but not that one. Um, mm-hmm. So, anyways, uh, September twenty sixth is Last of Us Day, uh, and I know that I, I I don't know the yeah. exact date, but I know it's in like the 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 last week of September. I always know it's around there, um, and they always do like little stuff. You know, like usually they have like an like usually they're like bigger. They'll have like some some cool announcements like last year we got the trailer for the last of us tv show uh before that we've gotten like some teasers for like the sequel um to the last of us for the last of us part two um and usually, mostly it's like merch stuff kind of like like in seven day for mass yeah. mass Effect, like in a lot of games tv shows movies stuff like that do the same thing um anyways i i, I saw that and i'm like like it's not last of us day it's july 13th gables it was september 26th I don't know why I thought it was July thirteenth. I I like, I I I am losing it. I don't know what's happening. I'm getting I'm getting concerned well, here. Well, let's think about this. You probably thought it was June thirteenth because of like multiple different things Last of Us related happening. Close I said, to well, no, no, no. I said time. I thought it was. I, mean, I thought it was show July thirteenth. So it makes even less sense. Ah. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was the case. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I, 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 it, it wasn't even like it was like 90 degrees outside. It was like in the 70s. I, I don't know what's happening. Um, I, I should probably go to the doctor. I haven't been to one in like 15 years. Uh, I should probably do that. Um, but yeah, very. I, I won't. I'm not going to do that. It's too expensive. Uh, but uh, yeah, no. It's. It, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I, I'm losing it, Gables. I'm slowly losing it. Um, but one thing that might keep it together, Gables, at least for the next six weeks, uh-huh. we got Extra Life. Five weeks away, Gables. Uh, November November fourth. Oh yeah. Um, it's a charity event that Gables and I do every year. I think this will be year thirteen for me, year twelve for Gables. Uh, that we play games for video. We play video games for twenty four straight hours uh, and raise money for those big beautiful children at the Children's Miracle Network Hospitals. Easy for me to say. Uh, but yeah, please. Um, if you are someone that's interested in that, or you want to donate, or sign up, or you know people that want to participate in this, uh, go to extra-life.org. Uh, there's a bunch of information right there on the homepage. Uh, they have like a, they have a Twitter account, Facebook, they're, they're Instagram, they're pretty much there's a YouTube channel as well. Uh, check out all those places, get some information. It's a beautiful, really really cool thing uh, that gamers do raise um, hundreds like not hundreds but tens of millions of dollars over the over the years. Um, I think they've actually cracked over 100 million dollars now at this point. Um, but yeah, uh, but yeah, it's a really great thing we do. We we get together. It's usually uh, typically on the first Saturday of November. Um, everybody plays games for 24 straight hours and people donate to them and raise money. You can pick any hospital in the United States or Canada. Um, there's some cool like stuff you can do where you can, uh, actually, uh, you hit certain milestones with donations. You can get a t-shirt. Uh, like I got one of my extra life shirts here that I'm wearing, uh, for video listeners. Uh, there's a bunch of other ones on there. I've got probably a dozen or more at this point now. Uh, but if you like, you like 200, you get that. You win. Uh, you get 500. You get you get a silver medal. Thousand gets you a gold medal. If you're a video listener, you can see right back there that is a gold medal. I have a couple. I have a, I have a few other ones as well. Uh, but yeah, really, really great thing that um, a lot of people do, and would be awesome if you wanted to donate, or if you like I said, you want to participate yourself, or you know somebody that might be interested in this, or hell, if you just want a good reason to like just play video games 24 straight hours, but you, you want to put a little bit, put a little. Uh, money in that in that karma bank there um you know and and for for yourself as well like raise a little bit of money and hey play against 24 hours it's a pretty great thing so it's a win-win for everybody uh but you, like you don't have to do it on that day you don't have to play for 24 straight hours just do what you can if you're busy you got things going on uh some people break it up over a couple weekends some people 
just play, you know, they break it up over a month. Uh, whatever you got to do. Uh, but yeah, it's a great thing. Uh, you can live stream it as well. They do a lot of stuff like that. So uh, please, like I said, if you are a big, huge, well, if you're listening to this, probably a fan of video games, but if uh, there's something that, you know, you're looking at and you're like, that, that sounds like a really cool, great thing. It really is um, a, lot, a lot of great, there's a big, great community out there of people that are participating in this. So please uh, check it out, extra-life.org. Uh, there's a link down below in the description. Um, also other links to our uh, podcast as well. Uh, you can find us if you're watching us on YouTube. Thank you. Appreciate it. Like, follow, subscribe, click the bell, uh, on Apple, iTunes, wherever, uh, or not the same Apple's iTunes, same thing, Spotify, stuff like, uh, Google podcast, which I believe is going away. I think it's a YouTube podcast now or something at this point now. Um, yeah, they like renamed so, it or yeah. something, but we're pretty much wherever podcasts are on. We are, uh, any, any podcast service to search for us, drunk nerds, drunk dash nerds, you'll find us there. Uh, five star reviews, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Uh, we have a Twitter, Facebook, uh, in the description down below, you'll also find links to all of those socials and places where our podcast, our podcast is available. So like, follow, subscribe, uh, ring the bell, share it, please. The more you guys do that stuff like that really helps out, gets us up on the page We're we're trying, we're really trying hard to, uh, especially on the, on the YouTube side, push that YouTube channel. So we're getting up there. We're on the road to 1000, uh, which I think, you know, we're, we're getting, we're getting there, but slowly, but getting there. So appreciate it if you do that for us. Um, but Gables, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the news this week. Um, oh yeah, we're a video game podcast. I don't know if you feel like I said that at any point in time, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> we're like nine minutes in, like what the fuck is this podcast about? I don't know. Uh, anyways, it's a video game podcast. But uh, Gables, let's let's start off. Let's, let's, let's talk. Let's talk about our sweet sweet baby boy, Jim Jimbo Ryan. Oh yeah. Let's have a moment moment of silence for him. That was beautiful. Thank you, Gables. It's with heavy heart that we have to talk about the fact that Gables, our sweet six six inch, seventeen pound boy, big Jimbo Ryan, European hot stuff himself, big sexy, Jimmy Ryan. He's retiring on April first, twenty twenty four. Uh, they're they're gonna have some. Uh, we have we have a new person. I can't. I I forgot to look right up the name. Uh, they're. Uh, taking over, or they're going to kind of uh, slowly transition into his role until um, on an interim basis and fully take over uh, in April 1st of next year, and then they will hire somebody to take his take his place. Uh, but he announced um, quite, I'm mean, kind of shockingly, not sure. I guess you can't not like, I mean, that's shocking when like anybody I guess retires. But um, he has only been in the role for about four years. Um, he, he took over in 2019. Uh, but yeah, like he's been with the company though for 28 years uh, at that point. So well, I guess when he retires, it'll be five years uh, when he when he officially retires. But uh, yeah, kind of shocking uh, that he's retiring. Uh, but at some point, I, I someone like pointed out that like typically this is kind of how it goes. It's usually five or six years. Sean Layden lasted six years, uh, and he retired in 2019. Uh, and then um, is it was it Kaz Who the fuck was? Yeah, yeah he Kaz was Rye previous, was and he was also five years. Uh, so uh, I don't know about before that, but I mean, he's been, I mean, he's been around since literally the beginning of PlayStation. So, uh, but yeah, he is retiring. Uh, pretty shocking, but uh, I don't know. Kind of how, how, how are we feeling? Obviously we got, we got about six more months left of him. Um, overall, how are we, how are we mm-hmm. feeling about the run of our big sweet baby boy, Jimbo Ryan? I'll be perfectly honest with you. I think it's kind of mid at best. At least mid, in my honest opinion, only because uh, 
his communication skills when it comes to like particularly like communicating some of the factors of it was not yeah. that great. But uh, other than that, though, it's like I really think that it was just kind of like it's kind of like stereotypical, kind of like to the books sort of like stuff that he did do. But at the same time, he's pretty much looked upon in a lot of gamers' eyes as like that dude that just does not like classic games or something. Yeah, you had the comment because of, of the one. Yeah, he had the comment that, about who wants to play old, comment, who wants yes. old, play old games, which. Uh, Gibbles, but who wants I kind of agree with him. Who the fuck wants to play old games? And I <laughs> because for one thing, older yeah. games are awesome. <laughs> but uh, when it comes to his initial run, you know, it's like I really don't really know all the accolade stuff that he well, did you look do at when the, he was over there, so I can't really at, give a full. I mean, you just look act- since 2019, we took over. We had to launch the PS5 during COVID, um, and that thing is doing extremely well obviously obviously had a couple rough years there because but that was more just didn't have couldn't make them um and, but now we're seeing now it's outpacing the ps4 uh we we've seen the, the the game side like they're selling more games than ever obviously part of that has to do with covid but right uh their their games like they're there the gap is widening between xbox and playstation so we're seeing that um at least on a on you know console sales wise like you can't we don't we don't have full details, but when you look at from what we have, what information we do have, there is a there's a the gap is widening where it was two to one last gen, now it's bigger. Um at least from what we know. Um yeah, I don't know, like it's it's definitely a mixed feeling where yeah, like you, you I, I think you, like, he didn't have that personality that we've kind of no. been used to and spoiled by over the last, you know, I don't almost decade now. You look at Phil Spencer; he's very more, he's much more personable. Uh, you look, at, you look on the Xbox side; they have like Sarah Bond, they have Matt Booty's been around forever. Like these people, like these are names that we know and their right. voices that we know, and they like they have a little pizzazz to them. You know, there's a little, there's a little, they have a little bit of the arts in them. And, like you know, it's like you kind of like them more because like oh, they seem personable, and then like, they they actually play video games. Or at least we know, like we know Sarah and uh, well, we know Matt, Sarah, and Phil all play video games. Like Phil. Like you, the Xbox account is open, you can see what games he's playing. Um, mm-hmm. You look on the Nintendo side, where for a long time we had Iwata and Reggie, who were very personable. And Iwata came from literally a game create, a game dev. Uh, Reggie, oddly enough, came from Pizza Hut. Uh, yeah. But uh, I mean, he was he, he was really good. He was like had a really great personality, and he was th- those two together were just they were they were magic between Iwata and Reggie, and mm-hmm. uh, they also were great with business and like I said Iwata was great with gaming uh he knew how to make games and like you know he had the speech about what the uh on his business card says he's president but in his heart he's a he's a gamer kind of thing um you know so we went from all that we had Sean Layden who who was also very an Andrew House in that era and like Shuhei Yoshida which is still around but he's kind of taking yeah. a background role over the last few years but those guys were like very personable and like um well-spoken and they had a personality to them um, that's what Sean Layden, but he hit people around him that were, um, that had that pizzazz to them. And like Jim came right. in and it was just like right away. Like, I mean, it didn't help. I mean, on top of that, he, the majority, about half of his run was during COVID. So we didn't have yeah. like a big, and they pulled out e- E3 died basically right when he took over. So we didn't have that big showcase. Uh, we, we had places to showcases, but we didn't have that big on stage thing. And like he'd kind of come on like these showcases and have a, cl- a quick thing, but usually announce like new hardware. Um, 
but yeah, like I think I feel like overall you look at like PlayStation, like financially, this is the best the, the, they are in the best they've ever been. Um, True. Like they're financially more successful than ever. Um, the PlayStation is selling crazily well. They are the dominant of the two. I'm not counting. I'm not counting Nintendo. Nintendo's their own different category here. Only speaking, comparing to Xbox, they are dominating on that end. Um, they are like you know, like I said, like everybody, like majority of games are bought on PlayStation over Xbox. So yeah, you can. I would say overall is a success. I would say as a gamer, like I, I've talked openly over his run of concerns about you know like, um, where like you look at like going into this like live service era of PlayStation, where how well are they going to balance this between like you know what's kind of built them and changed really their this last really since the PS4 generation is like kind of the in the end of the PS3 into PS4 is like some of the things that suck is like. PlayStation just doesn't get weird anymore. They don't have like the weird like those double A games mostly are gone. Uh, the weird like the closest we ever got was like what's the uh, Astrobot game that came on PS5? Like it was a free game on there. Oh, they yeah. don't have those, yeah, that launch game. Yes. Yeah, which is fantastic. And it's like you don't really see stuff like that from them anymore. Um, but they've kind of built their name on like almost in a way of like um, like just gigantic like these huge two hundred million dollar budget beautiful blockbuster games like they are built on the blockbusters they don't you know it's like uh, god of wars the horizons the last of us stuff like that and they've kind of made their name on that and i mean they've been go ahead i was just saying it just doesn't feel like they're really taking as much risks as they were like well ago you know to even when they had like stuff on the ps4 they'd still have the games on the side you know like say like a gravity rush Knack. two or something like that or a knack or a yeah. this or that and stuff to where when this generation came through we saw the inevitable like sequels to games we already knew that were going to be coming like god of war ragnarok and horizon forbidden west and stuff like that and even ratchet and clank like a rift apart or something yeah and uh it just feels like that it's been sort of stagnant in terms of like new properties for Sony in sort of the first party sort of way and stuff, but they're more or less relying upon their classic series is that they have personally with the exception, like maybe like Returnal and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's you know, point. Returnal yeah. being that new well, Horizon is fairly, they've only had two games of Horizon. Like they created a lot of new IPs right. in the last decade as well. But yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying. But yeah, it's it. But even with Horizons example and stuff, I mean, it's piggybacking off of a game from the previous generation that they introduced in the PS4 generation. So it's like that's something that sold incredibly well, as did the original God of War, like 2016 version. And it's like you pretty much build up the popularity, the build up the like the whole like the amount of money you can spend like on the project and stuff for its sequel and stuff. And then obviously both horizon and God of War Ragnarok and like even more of those recognizable first party franchises are getting even more limelight now. But even though those are getting a lot of limelight stuff, it's still kind of like sort of stagnant in terms of like, say more experimental sort of first party Sony games, you know, unless it's like, you, unless you're not counting, like, say, some of the efforts that's going on the PlayStation VR. But uh, it just feels kind of weird to me that in past generations that Sony have gone through, especially with, like, other, like, presidents at the helm and stuff. I'm not talking about just, like, uh, like uh, you know, oh, my God. Sean Layden. I just heard him. Or Jim Ryan. Not just with Sean. Yeah. Um, that fucking, I don't know why. It's just kind of late for it's me. It's a very generic like Jim name, Ryan. So. 
Yeah, I know. With Jim Ryan and stuff like that, it feels kind of stonewalled. It just feels sort of like to the books and stuff. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. He was important in terms of, like, leading Sony in terms of uh, – or helping Sony get, like, more prosperous in terms of, like, say, the PS3 generation and, like, the PS4 stuff helping things sell and then the PS5 stuff helping things sell. But at the same time, he sort of had a stonewall personality to where he was just not very personable. But in terms of that, it just didn't feel like – that uh, it was more personable to gamers as a whole yeah. that actually made them want not to a salesman just do it's not a salesman dude yeah it's just more or less kind of like a, a stonewall sort of like businessman and stuff yeah which is <laughs> i mean that's basically what they, they, he is he was just like a business guy and i mean the, the other guys didn't really come from that in kind of a different era too so um and he's more of a background guy that worked his way up to the spot um yeah i mean i, I guess I, I, I agree in some sense yeah like the the lack of like um, differentiation in like their games they're making they're kind of continuing on with sequels but I mean I, that's an issue I've talked about just last week when we were talking about you know like what gaming like Phil Spencer one of Phil's emails about a lot of these studios are building off games of like um, known IPs and like they're willing to right. spend money to get like IP to like Star Wars or um, you know like we're seeing a Robocop game coming out here soon stuff like known IPs and like that's an issue across the board in all of media right now is like, uh, like these things are getting so expensive and it's like, you know, you don't, you can't we look at like, like I just talked about last week, like close to protocol, like in, um, mortals of avium, like they put these games out, they're huge budget, hundred plus million dollar budget games. And you know, like close to protocol, they sold 2 million copies in the first month and it's considered a failure. Stuff like, like mortals of avium was a major flop. Uh, sounds like, and obviously, like they already laid off over half their staff, um, mm. and that's an issue over. I think with media overall in general is like you look at movies coming out for the most part, the big movies coming out. Uh, you look at big TV shows coming out. It's they're doing they're bringing back old stuff. The same thing we saw in the two thousands, uh, whereas like we're, we're we're doing we're rehashing fucking old TV shows from the seventies and eighties, and we're bringing them back today, or uh, we're just doing sequels. Um, that's I think that's where we are in that sense, and like especially now, like when you're putting, you know. Uh, out of two hundred million dollar, you know, putting two hundred plus million dollars in a game, and um, like yeah, like as a gamer, like I'd love to see them try some different shit, and like, like maybe hey, like, don't put like a crazy amount. Like you have all these different studios you've been buying. Like yeah, it'd be great. Like I would love for them to do that. And, like have the the big studios out there, like the Santa Monicas and Naughty Dog stuff like that. Yeah, have them like work on those kind of big games. But like I'd love to see the other studios like work on some smaller, cooler stuff that we used to see. Like we're used to seeing from like from from these publishers, you know, like, um, and we're seeing like to a certain extent, like what's the, um, oh fuck, uh, hell, di- hell divers. No, hell. What's the fucking shooting, the bug shooting game that's coming out from them. What hell divers too? Is that what it is? Hell divers too? That didn't sound right to me in my head. Yeah. Like we're seeing some stuff like that. Like that's kind of random. It's like, it's 40 bucks coming out, but it's a, it's a, it's a games of service game. Uh, kind of stuff. It's like, I feel like that might be what we're going to see from them is like the, those like, let's get weird with the shit. It's going to be like games of service games, which, could work out probably not going to work out but um yeah i don't know I, I think overall like yeah like as a fan of gaming and you look at the future of like where they're where they're really pushing it like you could say like obviously like financially like i just said they're financially the best job putting putting the games on pc is was great and a smart idea like more people to play their games and also you probably get a little bit of double dipping putting these games out about a year 18 months later on pc more people like I said more people could play their games probably create more people that want to buy a playstation now because they want they don't want to wait 12 to 18 months to play these games um 
want that and I can also mod the crap out of the games too that they buy on Steam. So yeah. it's, it's it's a win win. It's pretty much like kind of a win to them. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, they like yeah. I'm sure a lot of people that probably bought these games played them on PlayStation and then like 12, 18 months later they buy it again on PC and mod the fuck out of it. Yeah, do it like put mm-hmm. Peter Griffin in and God of War or something. Um, so yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. Like overall, like I, I think on the, on the business side of things, it's definitely a win. Like they're financially stronger than they've ever been. Uh, on the gamer side, you look at the future. There's still a lot of concerns, um, and I'm mm-hmm. curious. Like, I'm curious what they're gonna, who they're gonna bring in to replace him. Uh, but coming off, like, you look at it, it seems like it went really well with Jim Ryan at the helm. I wouldn't be shocked if we just get another Jim Ryan. So, um, to, to kind of another you know, businessman that just looks at the numbers and you know goes from there. Um, I like, I'm looking at like Shuya Shuya would be awesome, but I, the way things he's been there forever. He basically was demoted uh, a few years ago. Uh, don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Herman Holst, no. uh, who was kind of he was like the head of um, the Horizon Forbidden West team, um, blanking on the name of the studio, um, but he was kind of he was he ran that studio and he was kind of promoted to like be, he's basically like the head of games for um, PlayStation. So he's been, he's kind of the right hand of Jim Ryan. So I wouldn't be shocked if like maybe he takes that spot, but I also wouldn't be shocked if it's some dude we never heard of before. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. But, uh, you know, kudos to him. Hope he's happy. He did also mention that, like, you know, that uh, being, like, working, living in Europe, but also working on a North American time zone, um, very hard. And also a lot of traveling back. We travel several times a year back and forth. I could see that. You know, 10-hour right. fl- flights constantly and basically working uh you know, nights, uh, I can I, essentially, I'm sure it can be rough for anybody. Uh, but moving on, Gables to some other, um, some more shitty news here on the gaming side of things. Uh, Epic announced that they're laying off nearly 900 employees, 16% of the staff. Mm. I, I believe it was the number was about 870 people. Um, so Tim Sweeney, the CEO of Epic, uh, announced this uh, on Wednesday, uh, laying off a bunch of people. Um, talked about that they've actually for a while now been spending more money than they've been making over the last few years um if people don't know who epic is they make fucking fortnite nothing is more popular in gaming than fortnite for mm-hmm. seven years now six years now yeah six yeah 2017 six over over six years now the, the most popular thing in almost all of entertainment um Epic has spent more than they have made. And you're like, huh? How can that be, Gables? How can they be spending so much money after breaking billions a year off of Fortnite? Mm. It was a, let's do a little rundown here for you. I, oh, you want to go ahead? Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I can think of one thing, and uh, licensing deals. I think licensing deals play probably a good part in chunks of that. I mean, look at the IPs and stuff that they had to go forth and like uh, try to sign upon like certain things in order to use certain characters in different time frames. I mean, that's just one thing I can think of. But no, uh, no well, licensing I mean, deals are actually like what keeps driving people back. Look at that Dragon Ball Z licensing deal that they pulled last yep. year was huge for them. Like that pulled me back. Gables, I was playing fucking that game because Dragon Ball Z. Like that's how cool that shit was. So. um I think it's that. Uh, but some of the shit here, Gables, that we have, they invested hundreds of million dollars into the metaverse and crypto. 
Oh no. And Gables. Oh, I didn't. I was unaware of that. That's bad. Gables. And after they announced these layoffs, they announced they're going to continue to invest in the metaverse. In fact, they said because wow. of the, they laid off so many people, it makes it so they can. It makes the company more maneuverable to make it easier for them to invest more into metaverse. They're doubling down on the metaverse. Gables, Gables, we are not smart people. I'm not saying we're dumb, but for business-wise, not we, we we never be a CEO of a big company. We're not that. We're not that business business-wise inclined. No. Um, but when we saw the metaverse. When we looked at crypto, what was it, 2021, 2022, somewhere in there? I don't know, all time time just kind of warps together after a while. We all looked at that and like, that's fucking dumb. We've seen all the commercials for all the shit. We've seen everybody, the metaverse, where you can, you buy a game in Call of Duty and you'll, because of the metaverse, you'll be able to play it in fucking Mario or something. I don't know. Like, that's not how that works, people. No one's going to share their shit. Nope. Crypto is bullshit. It's a lie. You know, the reports just came out that over 96% of crypto is now worthless or at most worth less yep. than $10. It's bullshit. It's all scam. It's all scam. Metaverse, crypto, it's fucking lies, people. They're fucking lies. Um, anyways, they're still doing that. Also, on top of that, they bought Mediatonic, who makes Fall Guys. And they bought... Um, Jesus, what's the Sia, the Rocket League team? Psionics, Psionics? That sounds right. Uh, we'll go with that. Yeah, Psionics. Uh, yeah, so they bought those two uh, in the last few years. Uh, and one of the first things they did, Gables, when they bought Fall Guys and Rocket League, two extremely popular uh, sm smaller development team games. What's the first thing they did with yeah. them, Gables, as they bought them? They pulled them off Steam. Yeah. They made them exclusive to Epic, to their storefront. They invested hundreds of millions of dollars to get uh, um, exclusivity uh, short-term exclusivity deals on to their epic platform to try to pull people to, to from steam to epic failed miserably yeah, to for their them. storefront mm -hmm. yeah they they mentioned they've mentioned multiple times that they are losing their ass on that no one's people might pop in and play and like download the, and add the free games to their service or they go in there and they, they play games on epic or they, they play like rocket league on fall guys on epic but they pulled like it'd be like like xbox buying call of duty and then pulling my playstation and pc it's not gonna happen it's fucking stupid we all know it's fucking it stupid and know what no they all know what xbox is like that'd be fucking stupid to do that and look at that like xbox like yeah we're gonna leave it on there it's fucking dumb um on top of that like i said they spent all that money to to fight steam which failed miserably they bought Bandcamp and super awesome last year uh super awesome is like they make tech stuff for kids i guess i don't know really much about them Bandcamp is a really cool service that is like uh great for like uh for like smaller music people people out there making music that aren't like don't have uh any agreements for anybody and they just put some game some move uh some music on there and you can like give them money for like hey give me five bucks for like kind of like hey you put their music on there and for like a dollar you can buy their stuff or you can give them more if you want it's kind of like um what's the um the video game thing where you can like pay as much as you want and you can get like a bunch of games what the fuck is that called Pay as much as you want. oh humble bump oh huh, like humble bundle Humble but for music yeah it's like that okay uh it's a really cool thing um bought those last year already uh band camps got spun off, like they sold it off to somebody else for pennies super awesome got spun off to be its own thing it's no longer part of uh epic um wow and then gables then the 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 whole 
cream of the crop. Gables, the dumbest thing of all. The free Fortnite campaign. The hashtag free Fortnite campaign. Where Gables, Uh-oh. there are so many people that like content creators and people on the internet that I, I, I like I'm friends with or people like content creators I like. And I see that whole thing where they make this like 1984 video about how Apple is holding this $32 billion company down. They're just holding them down, Gables. We Fortnite just can't be the best it can be because of Apple because God damn it, they take 30%. Newsflash, every fucking thing out there, if you sell something on their platform, they're going to take 30%. That's how yep. it works. Anyways, they, they do this. They, they do this whole ad campaign about free Fortnite because they cha- they knowingly broke the terms of service on Android and Apple, got themselves kicked off of those services, yep. and then made it sound like that they're the bad guys. I'm not a sinner defending. I'm not a simp for fucking Google of the Android and Apple. Not at all. I'm not gonna. This is like last year, Gables, when this or two years ago, whatever it was, that this whole Apple versus um, Epic thing went on. We had a rule that we aren't talking about it because I don't want to hear about the yep. the 32 billion dollar company arguing with the $2 trillion company and this whole thing of like, ooh, we're just little guys. Fuck off. Fuck you, Tim Sweeney, you piece of fucking shit. I fucking hate you. I hope you fucking die. I don't know. I'm so I fucking, this is the shit I hate about goddamn fucking capitalism. That's right. I fucking said it. I get, I understand. It's great overall. This is the bullshit that we fucking see that fucks people because they make dumb fucking decisions. They lost hundreds of millions of dollars and spent millions more on a fucking court battle that they weren't going to win they started this and they made it sound like apple and android were the ones that that were punishing them because of something they did and then they had fucking dumbasses out there with, like following them oh free fortnite oh fuck off you're all fucking idiots I, i'm so tired i was so fucking tired of hearing about it and this court battle and this argument of like hey, i you know I, hey it'd be great if they had a better if companies out there got better cuts of deals that'd be great but also right. you know like Someone puts a game on on PlayStation or Xbox or Nintendo to sell their game, and that game sells for ten bucks, and they get seventy, and Nintendo gets thirty. That's just like you wouldn't be able to sell that thing if that service didn't exist. We won't be able to make this podcast if YouTube and Apple and Google and Spotify, all those things didn't exist. That's how the world works. Would it be better if there was a better cut? Yeah, sure, great, whatever. But this dumb fuck out there, Tim Sweeney, wasted. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars on stupid fucking things like the metaverse, buying services and pulling them off the lead platform, and then investing all this money into a losing battle, and then saying that, well, we're losing, we're just losing too much money. How are you losing too much money? Whose fault is it that you were spending more than you were making? When you have the most popular IP in all of entertainment, whose fault is that? Who runs the company? Who's in charge of bullshit like that? Who is it? You, Tim Sweeney, and your fucking people in the executive C-suites. Those fucks. And did they take a pay cut? Did they lose their jobs? No. Nearly 900 people lost their jobs. And on top of that, on fucking top of that, there was people, several people that after they, they laid all these people off on Thursday. Everybody thought they said no more layoffs were done. All these people thought they were safe. Like, oh, it gets awful. It's like, but hey, you know what? At least I, I made it through a sigh of relief. 
you know, you feel terrible for those people, but you're just happy selfishly that, Hey, I got, to, you know, I'm, I'm keeping my job. You know, I get that. I've been, I've been working for places where they're laying off people and it's like, you, you're so happy you made it through, but also you feel like shit because you feel happy for those people that, that you feel happy for yourself, but you feel like shit because you're happy because you, you still have a job, but you feel like shit because you're happy because other friends of yours lost your job. It's a shitty feeling all around. I've been through it. It's awful. It feels, feels like shit. These fucks forgot to lay people off. So people made it through these cuts and then thought they were okay. And then end of the day, Friday, find out they lost their fucking jobs. Fuck this guy, man. Fuck this place. Fuck that company. That's bullshit. I, I don't know. I, this shit just pisses me off. Like you see these companies out there making money hand over fist. We're seeing this all throughout we're seeing this all throughout the country right now with these big companies. It's, it's bullshit of the stock market and all that shit where like investors want to see the money go up and up and up. They don't want to hear about, Oh, well we made money because of, because of this. We see companies. We, I talked about this three fucking years ago during COVID in 2020. And I'm not a smart guy. I saw it coming. Hey, fucking, we saw all this with Nintendo with PlayStation sales went through the roof because everybody's at home. Everything's going crazy because everybody's at home. And they're playing fucking, they're buying all they can do is play fucking video games. We've seen this everywhere. So all these companies making making several millions, billions of dollars because of COVID. And then when COVID's over and everything goes back to normal, the numbers start to go back down. Oh, no, freak out. Even though we're making more than we were making pre-COVID, it's not enough. The number's not going up anymore. It's going back down. Then nobody think that, hey, eventually people are going to go back outside. They're not going to just be sitting at home playing video games anymore. It's I This shit drives me fucking nuts. And I, I'm so tired of bullshit like this. Sorry for ranting, Gables. Went very long on this. Uh, but fuck Tim Sweeney. <laughs> fuck that guy. Fuck you. Go ahead, Gables. All right. So what's the most concerning about this is not more or less because of like 900 people were fired. I mean, that's awful in that regards. But what this symbolizes in terms of like uh, Fortnite in general and also in terms of like how Epic has been simultaneously shooting itself in the foot and simultaneously spewing all sorts of various diarrhea out in every direction. And that is the bigger underlying thing here is just with free-to-play games models in general, because we've talked about it before previously, even over the past year and stuff, of how like free-to-play games have become more stagnated and probably like you know becoming much more like uh, less profitable Dude, because bro, of cut you off right there, oversaturation. Gables. Fortnite numbers yeah. are still going up. It's not, it's not declining. Yeah. It's not stagnant. They're still, they have more gamer. They're still get more, more, more and more people are still playing their game than ever before. And I forgot one more thing, Gables. Right. On top of that, they raised the prices on V bucks. The same day they, they laid all these oh, people they off. The they prices. raised prices. So this has nothing, this has nothing oh. to do with, with Fortnite losing popularity and not making enough money. It's, it's growing in popularity. It's bigger. It's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So it's not that. It's just them spending money on a bunch. They made a bunch of dumb calls. And this is what they did. Yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, that still sucks in regards to that stuff regardless. But yeah, you know, just with all the epicness, all the epic stupidness in that regards and stuff from Epic Games. All I'm just saying is it just plainly sucks though that they've had to resort down to not just laying off a bunch of people but increasing costs of v bucks and like whatever 
But yeah, it's just a thing just with free to play games in general to where it sucks for everyone else. I mean, I'm not just saying that what Epic did was like right or wrong, like right in regards to what the actions they did. But because everybody's looking at this, the most popular game here, Fortnite, instead of an, uh, with the eyes and stuff and structuring a lot of, you know, indie, not just indie, but other companies structuring their models close to what Fortnite mm-hmm. is doing and stuff like that, it's having a bad negative effect on them and is literally simultaneously cost them millions of dollars doing so. So seeing all the terrible decisions that Epic is doing right now in order to try to just spur up and earn as much profit as completely possible and stuff like that. All of these decisions they are making are simultaneously not only just affecting everyone else down, but it's simultaneously ruining a lot of this free-to-play shit, you know, for millions of other people playing. But yeah, you know, it doesn't surprise me in the regards to like how popular it is still, but still, whenever you read the article, read the thing where it's like, 12% less workforce, you know, laying 16%. off 12% of your, or 12, 16, yeah. okay, okay, but, uh, yeah, it still doesn't look good inside the no. whole image. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, the shit that pisses me off, it's just, like, thousands of people, thousands of lives are fucked up because of a few people making a bunch of bad calls, and those people, they're not taking a pay cut, they're not losing their jobs, nothing's bad's happening to them, uh, they just... They are making millions of dollars a year. They will continue to make that that much and more, despite fucking stepping on rakes every which way they turn. Um, that yep. shit that pisses me off. It's just bullshit like that. And we're seeing it all across gaming right now. Like Embracer's laying off people left and right. They're saying there's gonna be more closures, more layoffs, uh, because of all the the stupid and overspending they did with no plan of making that money back. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just I don't know. We're, we're seeing it all. We're seeing it all over the all over, all over the industry. We're seeing it with Google, Microsoft, fucking uh, my job. I won't say the company I work for, but that's happening everywhere there because for the exact same reason. Um, there's dumb decisions. But in, um, but in terms of the gaming industry, really as a whole and stuff, including Epic and stuff. I mean, the overspending of what they're putting into things to try to create certain games or trying to, you know, try to just further stretch out what the plateaus that can go into and stuff is not really sustainable yeah. for what it's currently doing right at yeah. the moment. That's the issue. Predominantly. I mean, it's like they were making investments in like buying new studios to make spin off to new games or do something like stuff like that. Like, yeah, you take, you take, you take risk like that. And yeah, sometimes you, you fuck up and like, it doesn't go your way. That's, that's business. Like that makes sense. But investing yeah. hundreds of millions of dollars in metaverse and crypto, uh, fighting, going in a battle with steam, a losing battle with steam, overspending on that, uh, trying to, which I can, I, that's the one I can like defend the most. Like, Hey, we're going to try to create our own platform. And we want this. Like, it's probably the best way to get into a battle with steam is to do shit like the, the way they're doing it. Um, you know, you look at like the, the whole, like, like the, 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 the worst thing was just getting your shit pulled off of Apple and, uh, Android and then mm-hmm. starting a huge legal battle with them and then losing embarrassingly on, on top of that. And then have to walk walk back with your tail between your legs to go back to them. Um, that's yeah, it's shit like that. It's like, what was even the, what's the win here? You know, it's like even you get back on there. There are no yeah, wins. There was no, <laughs> there was, no, there was no return on investment there. There was nothing. So yeah, that, it's just basic greed, corporate yeah, greed. Yeah. That's basically what's like driving. I said, it. You, but if you like, you like, hey, we're gonna create a new studio. We're gonna try to invest in like, make a big 
triple a game and like it, it comes out and it flops like that's business it sucks you feel bad that shit happens um you know but it's like at least you try something like hey it makes sense but it's like yeah it's just dumb decision after dumb decision uh but gables let's get some better news here let's get into my favorite thing every month let's get into the august sales reports uh so every month uh they put out the new sales reports here this is the uh, it used to call it mpds now it's called the uh, circana 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 whatever whatever um so overall, uh, video game sales are still up year over year. So it's pretty crazy. We talk about like, oh, sales declining in, in video gaming. It's actually, money, money's going up. Fucking crazy. Um, feel like I'm taking crazy pills, Gables. Uh, anyways, uh, I need to calm down. Man. Uh, I'm being too loud. Uh, that's a Taylor Swift quote for people out there. I didn't know that. Eh, 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 see, eh. She's dating Travis Kelsey now, Gables. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gables, I'm a huge football fan, and I'm a gigantic Taylor Swift fan. I'm tired of hearing about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, let me tell you. Uh, so, anyways, um, let's get into it, Gables. Um, kind of interesting winners. Some fun little things in here. Number 20, Gables. A very old game from 2014. Rainbow Six Siege. Yep. No idea why. I don't know why. It's just there. It's in there. Um, Gables, actually, I want you to guess some of these. What do you think number one was? Yeah, Madden. Madden. Okay, yeah, but you must have read my notes. Uh, so it is the uh, for the so since NPDs for Canada, whatever you want to call it, sales report has been around. Um, Madden in uh, every year in August, since launch month of August, uh, every year it's come out has been the number one game of the month, and that streak continues. I believe it's twenty four right. straight years. Yeah, twenty four straight years. Yep. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. Okay. Let's. Is there something? What do you think number two was? Brand new game came out in August. What do I think number two was? Well, brand new game that came out in August. I, I couldn't be Pikmin 4. That came out in July. It. Okay, that came out in July. So I'm completely off base again. Uh-huh. You own this game? God. Ar- yep, Armored Core right 6. Fires number of two. Yep. All right. That, those are the only two new games of the month. Actually, kind of surprisingly. Uh, actually, I think about... Did anything oh. else come out in August? Yeah, there there was a couple of games that came out in August, but I know those two were the best selling. Yeah, uh, like Baldur's Gate three will not be in here because uh, the studio I can't uh, Luden I believe Luden, I can't remember the name of the studio that makes it. Uh, they don't do they don't have digital sales numbers. Otherwise, I'm sure it would probably be up there. Um, sadly, Mortals of Adium came out on the 22nd of August and was number 26th on the list. So, did not have a great launch month. Yeah, ouch. Yeah. Um, but all right, moving on here. So number twenty, like I said, was Rainbow Six Siege. Number nineteen, Spider-Man, Miles Morales. No surprise there. Um, I'm sure, there's a lot of late buzz there for uh, going into Spider-Man two. Uh, number eighteen, jumping in from number thirty-five, um, Gran Turismo seven. Um, the, the, wow. Well, the movie came out in August, so I'm sure that's probably what it was. Makes yeah, sense. So, um, number seventeen here, uh, Final Fantasy sixteen. Um, Number 16, jumping away from 27 the previous month, God of War Ragnarok. I think that's one of those cases. We keep seeing this with like PS5 games, um, where like for a long time, like Miles Morales was always in like in the teens somewhere. Uh, and then it was Horizon was always in the teens for a long time, and then now it's been God of War for the most part. And I think what it is is like that's like people when people buy PS5, they buy like the the last big like huge PlayStation game, and like that's kind of the case. So like yeah. when like. Horizon came out, Miles Morales kind of fell off the chart, and then, you know, now we're seeing that with God of War Ragnarok, and last month, 
um, in well, last yeah, because this is coming out in October, I guess, this podcast. But in August, uh, there was a big they had a fifty fifty dollar off sale going on with PlayStation Five. So, not wouldn't be shocked if a lot of people bought PS Fives then and then purchased God of War Ragnarok with it. So that's probably what that is. Um, there were fifteen here. FIFA twenty three. Number fourteen, Gable's game of the year from last year, Elden Ring. Uh, number thirteen, yep. holding strong here, Street Fighter six. Number twelve, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Number eleven, uh, Pikmin. Pik- I almost said Pikmin six. Pikmin four. Um, number number ten, Old Faithful Mario Kart eight. Uh, number nine had a jump up for actually from fourteen to number nine, Minecraft. I don't know what was going on with that. Maybe there was a bunch of sales. Maybe there was something. like a they put out some no, new skins or something. I don't fucking know. That's weird. Um, yeah, that would make sense if they had new like new skins of a different property or something. That yeah. would that would make a lot of sense at the sudden increase. Yeah, I, I can also see like you know with like the with the PlayStation sale maybe with the with the PS 5s being on sale maybe like that's just a popular game people buy when they buy a console. So it could be something like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Uh, number eight, it will be the show twenty three. Number seven, Diablo 4. Number six, Tears of the Kingdom. Number five, yep. Hogwarts Legacy. Number four, Call of Duty yep. Modern Warfare 2. Um, God, that game is selling like fucking hotcakes still. Number three, last year, last month's, or, sorry, July's number one, Remnant 2. Uh, number two, like I was talking about, on record six. Number one, Madden NFL 24. Um, so, I mean, the top two uh, kind of makes sense there. But it's always kind of fun to kind of see, like, where stuff's still holding, and then just like to see those random things like pop back in, like a Gran Turismo Six, uh, kind of still selling well. Um, yeah, like for the most part, kind of a chalk month. We see a lot of the same stuff over and over again, but like I said it was kind of fun to see what kind of bounces around. Like see like Pikmin Four go from six to eleven, uh, stuff like that. Like or like a Minecraft jumping into the top ten randomly. But uh, yeah, it'll be overall pretty chalk month. What about you, Gibbles? Yeah, it's. Honestly, there really wasn't too many surprises on just bearing them. You know, like, uh, yeah, there wasn't really too many surprises that I could see of note other than, like, uh, say, Armor Core 6 being, like, a number two. Because, well, every August, it just seems like at this point, you know, where Madden comes out, a lot of people just go forth and buy Madden because, oh, hey, it's a new yearly iteration of this and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it just proves, once again, that regardless of quality of the game and stuff, people will go out, buy it in droves. It'll increase the number one, and then it just Despite repeats. Despite the like quality of, of the game, game fucking slaps, Gables. <laughs> Watch your fucking tongue. But on top of that, though, you know, there were some games that were surprising. I mean, obviously, you know, like uh, the whole Modern Warfare 2 selling like as still much as four. it has yeah. been. I'm, it's still yeah, number four and stuff. Remnant 2, though. Remnant 2 being number up three. there in that top yeah. five, you know, that's... At number three, I mean, that's pretty surprising. And I know that was one of the ones I had picked inside of my fantasy critics sort of stuff. Pitch. But just the, I've heard great things about yeah. that game. I really It's just kind of unfortunate it came out like a couple weeks, like or like a week or two before Baldur's Gate 3. And then it's just like Baldur's yeah. Gate 3 took its lunch. Like, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Which I think is like a, kind of, a, it's definitely been a big problem, I think, this year in general, where it's been, oh, I was God, thinking about, yes. I was kind of like looking back. Oh, like this year and like the releases coming out and like I was looking at that Game Informer release schedule that's really great calendar and I was like man I was like it's just been bunches of like games coming out in like droves you know and I was like man like no game has like really had its chance to like have its moment 
Except for except yeah, for it really has felt well, that except way. for like one, and that was, um, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, where it came out in mid May <laughs> or came out May twelfth. Yeah, and like like two weeks before that, we had um, Star Wars. Then like it had it had a good run for about a week and a half, and then the reviews dropped for Tears of the Kingdom, and then we didn't have anything until the beginning of June. When we had like, but then we had Diablo Four and Street Fighter Six come out the same week, and it was like so for like three or four weeks, it had its own moment. It basically had the whole month of May to itself, and then it was just like since yes. then it's just been like big game, 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 just nonstop. Um, Dude, as much as it's been excellent to have a whole bunch of fantastic games releasing all inside of one year, the stagnation of like being able to just fully enjoy some of these games that have come out, you know, and then all of a sudden have to shift focus to the next one has been sort of an issue, not just with me, but also in terms of like other people mm. as well. I mean, you're right though. Tears of the Kingdom had like a full month to, for people to go through and experiment with things, you know, just get going through. But yet at the same time, you know, it's, this is a thing where it's like a fatigue is setting in for a whole bunch of like shifting from back to forth, you know, for some of these excellent games. Now, I never thought in my life that I, there would come a year to where we've had so many great releases to the point where it's like I can't focus upon playing one through all the way before like maybe another week goes on and there's another thing I want to play and stuff like that, you know? It's like with like uh <clears throat> other than tears of the kingdom which i had a good solid like 20 25 hour plus like chunk go through and play with that i haven't really delved more so into a lot of different other games other than like say street fighter 6 and like say metroid prime remastered and like f-zero 99 and stuff it's just been sort of like it's been sort of one of those years and stuff which has been fairly weird yeah, yeah. Well, I've like I beaten I was like counting I've beaten like over twenty games this year and it's like, uh, it's been a yes, yeah. You know, I'm like, all my free time is like invested in beating like, trying to st- stay up on these games, uh, as best I can and like I'm sh- I'm drowning still in like games to play. Dude, that's kind of like how I've felt in certain aspects too, to where it feels like, it feels like that unless you're fully invested upon all these different games one after another and stuff like that i mean you're not gonna even finish roughly maybe a quarter of what the game stuff that released this yeah. year yeah i mean i'm like luckily <laughs> i've been able to keep up with the games like, i want to play like i'm, I'm like, I, like i'm i am treading water i guess uh but like i'm still behind in yeah. a few games but um luckily i got a little bit of a gap between really now and um i guess really like i want to play a little bit of forza uh, I'm gonna wait for Assassin's Creed until like probably like into like December. That'll be a great December game probably. Um, but like I, I'm pretty, I got a decent little gap until now and uh, um, the 20th with Spider-Man and Mario. And then after that, it's like you know it's, it gets crazy again. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, 2023 it's uh, been the best year ever for for gamers and the worst year ever for people that work in video games. So, um, no shit. Moving on though, some other news this week. Um, Hideki Kamiya announced that he is leaving Platinum Games. Um, kind of a big surprise. He's like he's a co-founder there. He's one of the top people there. Um, there's been some. So last year they uh, 
Platinum Games like uh, hired a guy on Nintendo. He's like one of the lead people. For, like he was like in charge of like third party games coming to like the Nintendo. Um, and I guess yeah, Platinum is a very like loose company. They're not like um, I don't know. I don't know what the term is like. From what I understand, like they're not the most like adult mature company in the world. You know, like they're a little you know goofier and stuff like that. We you tell by their games, especially Kamiya. And um, this guy came in. He's very no nonsense, business like. Um, and, uh, sounds like it was a kind of oil water mix from what, uh, from some people there. Um, and, uh, sounds like maybe Kamiya just essentially just quit. Um, but we've seen like a lot in, on the Japan side of things of like, uh, um, we've seen the, um, Tequila Gameworks, uh, the, the, the founder of that left after Hi-Fi Rush came out. Um, and, um, no idea what he's doing. Oh, he said he's retiring, but I won't be shocked. Um, there is that, um. God, one of his one of his uh, people that worked a lot with him on like the Resident Evil games uh, is doing his own thing. Is it something to T two T two? I can't remember what it is now. Maybe that studio. Uh, but there's been some speculation that maybe he's working with that guy. Um, also, there's you know, people are suggesting because Kamiya and that uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but the guy that left uh, that retired from Tequila GameWorks, um, he uh, they were like they worked together. They were like basically the co-creators of Resident Evil. Um, maybe they work together with, with there's a lot of money from like Netties and Tencent investing heavily in like uh, Japanese stu- studios and you know, Japan uh, uh, content creators out there. So maybe something going on with that. But uh, hopefully, uh, you know, he's still out there and maybe hopefully get some investment into because I would love to see what the fuck he does next. Because uh, I definitely, um, you know, I don't love his games, but I, I really enjoy his game. So I'd like to hopefully he keeps going. What about you, Gables? Well, that's. Well, that's the thing, though. I mean, with Hideki Kamiya, this dude has been, like, really much of, like, a great, like, influence in terms of the, some of the games that he's helped co-created and stuff like that. Like, say, with Resident Evil and, like, with Bayonetta in some aspects and stuff. But even, like, some of his works going on, like, say, The Wonderful 101. Those are just a few games I can Bayonetta. think of on the top of my yeah. head. But um, I know. Yeah, I yeah. Like yeah, sorry. Uh, I mean, Bayonetta. What's the fucking uh, third-person shooter game? The first one they made. Um, the robot one, third person shooter. Oh God, oh God, dude. Uh, <laughs> Fuck, I'm looking it up. It's gonna. I. The robot yeah, one, I, huh? I, I, Platinum Games, the robot. Oh, you mean Transformers? What? No. God, not that one. They, they did make that one though. Uh, that's insulting. Uh. Well, the Platinum Games. Uh, yeah. They, they did near yeah, Automata, one of the greatest games of all time. Oh God, it's gonna it's gonna mm-hmm. drive me nuts until I find it, Gables. I'm still looking. Uh, oh, they made Mad World. I I'm totally forgot. Vanquish. That's what it is. Vanquish. Vanquish. Yes. Mad World. I totally forgot. Mad was, World. Was Vanquish. I mean, yeah, those. All the stuff that he either helped co-create or like had direct influences, directing roles or something like that. A lot of those games are highly memorable, and it has that charm, that platinum style charm and stuff, to where they are not taking a lot of things seriously as they're going through like. Like dice, like just making games where you just basically dissect demons or dissect like bad guys or some shit or like play as a hero or do with all this stuff. It's like super, it's like super emphasized upon a lot of the different types of core concepts they go into. But I'm really excited to see what Hideki Kamiya does next, whether or not he wants to go to another company or something like that and just try to create the games that he wants to go forth and create, or whether or not he wants to like just retire from the field which I don't, really don't see that happening anytime soon currently, but 
It all depends, though. I mean, I would definitely love it if he, like, he teamed up with some of the former, like, staff members, said, like, with Resident Evil or wherever, you know? I mean, this guy's gonna definitely has a fantastic eye in terms of, like, talent and ability when it comes to, like, not just co-creating games, but just, like, gathering a group of people together to try to focus upon a core project. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's sad to see him leave Platinum Games, but at the same time, it was just, I feel like that it was just mostly, like, a... Uh, a mutual sort of thing where he just wanted to go somewhere yeah. else. Well, yeah, hopefully we'll see her soon what he's doing next. Uh, next up here, uh, Cal Kestis, voice actor, I can't remember the actor's name, uh, did kind of accidentally say that they're making a third Star Wars Jedi game, which no shock uh, there, if you, especially if you uh, finish that game, um, very obviously setting up for a third game on that. Um, hmm. Sega canceled Hyena. Uh, if you don't remember, that was like a hmm. games of service game that they're making. It's one of their first Super games they were talking about that they were expected to make, you know, close to a billion dollars over time. Um, apparently, that game has been like in closed betas. It was at uh, Gamescom stuff like that. And I guess like coming back, uh, it was like mostly positive what people were saying about the game, um, but got canceled. Um, and like it sounds like a bunch of people are getting laid off there as well. Uh, so sad news there. But uh, I don't know. It's one of those things where like we saw that game about a year ago. It's like we look at it. It's like. Nothing looks bad about the game, and nothing like stands out either. And it's just like, I don't know. Look, that's the that's the problem though, because it doesn't stand out mostly. Yeah. It just looks like a average free to play shooter, yeah. which that's not gonna yeah, cut I it. Yeah, I mean, we look. I mean, it's the thing. It's it's an issue with like I've been talking about forever with entertainment now is, um, nowadays just being good is um, for the most part is not enough anymore. You gotta have something unique about it to stand out, or you gotta be absolutely fantastic. Because uh, we see games come out and you know shows come out and movies come out that are just like yeah it's a good movie and it's a, it, they just don't do financially well enough so um, feel sorry for those people that might be losing their jobs hopefully that's not the case but um, yeah it sucks I, I couldn't imagine like working on something for years uh, apparently that studio's been working on the game for about four years now imagine just working on something mm-hmm. for four years and then just one day you're like yeah the game it's just not happening I couldn't imagine that'd be devastating. Um, so hopefully, but, yeah. Uh, hopefully, people, uh, like I said, find you know what either they still have jobs or are they able to find work soon. Um, next up here, uh, Night of the Old Republic re- remake may be done. Uh, so Sony uh, on the PlayStation end that was uh, the the Kotar remake was announced uh, in 2021. Uh, we had the little teaser trailer that came out. Uh, PlayStation uh, took it made it private on their YouTube channel. And deleted tweets uh, with any uh, anything um, talking about it, like announcing it, stuff like that. Um, sounds like, I mean, the kind of the people are assuming then is maybe that game got canceled. Uh, Sony did uh, respond and say it's due to licensing with the music, which um, begs the question: like, if something is actively in development, why is they why are, why is the license gone now? Um, but I don't know. It could be a case of just like I don't know. They don't want to announce until Embracer announced it, like, or you know, they don't want to get sued. Maybe they did lose the license, but maybe they lost the license because they got canceled. So I was like, well, we're just gonna pull this shit so we don't get no one sues us. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, well, obviously what happened there is we know that Aspire was making it, which Aspire is known for making, um, like they they port they've been like mostly porting like 90s early 2000s Star Wars games over to Switch. It's like what they're known for. Um, and then they, somehow they're going to give them a bunch of money to make a modern day Kotar remake. Uh, then that went over to Saber Interactive, who makes pretty good games. They do like the 
uh, I just lost the goddamn name of the fucking. It's gone. Uh, but they 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 made some they they make some games that are like they're they're good games like like what's that about solid seven point five eight out of ten games. Um, and apparently they took over somewhere in development over the last year, kind of rebooting development. And I don't know who maybe they who knows what happened what's going to happen from there. But we'll be shocked. Maybe we just never hear about that game again. Um, what about you, Eagles? Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, this is going to be one of those games to where it's just going to be quietly like just quietly like just canceled and stuff like that because it's not good if like you announce a game and all of a sudden it's like just gradual decrease in terms of talking about it to the to the point to where now you have multiple different issues that are popping up in terms of not only just the games like licensing stuff but also in terms of like potential staff like leaving in regards to that project you know but it's sad though because i was kind of looking forward to seeing Same. what they could do in terms of redoing the original knights of the old republic because of how influential that was from when bioware created that game and like how it pretty much put things into a different perspective back then in terms of like say the choices that you could create and stuff to create like either be the side of the jedi or the side of the sith and like see what like uh what type of options you can go through and do in the story and stuff i mean it was definitely a game at the time to where you didn't see too many console games do the exact same stuff that it was going through presenting unless like you're playing certain games on pc that had certain choice elements and stuff that you could do but uh yeah man i mean if this game had if this remake had a uh, more consistency in terms of what they were going to do with it, I mean, I would have definitely would have loved to see this game in yeah. action, but unfortunately, it doesn't seem like we're going to see the light of day of this. Yeah, unfortunate. Uh, one of those cases, maybe where like just gave it to the wrong team type of thing. There were a little big, a little too big for the britches mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but last year, um, kind of a maybe change your passwords, all that fun stuff. You know, maybe take your credit cards off or, you know, anything like that off of any Sony, Sony uh, account you may have, including like PlayStation, stuff like that. Um, there is a, uh, a ransomware, like a, a, a group out there saying that they have hacked into uh, Sony. Um, GeoHot has somehow returned, apparently Gables. Um, you don't remember GeoHot? Yes, I remember okay. who GeoHot was, and he was instrumental in terms of the infrastructure of cracking into Sony Computer Entertainment in terms of the whole PS3's yeah, online yeah, thing. Yeah. And I know for <laughs> a fact that was a bunch of that was a bunch of like information that his group ended up stealing, and then that and that inevitably led to the PlayStation Network, dear users, dear listeners, back in the day, to where that Sony, the PSN was down for like almost a complete month. Yeah. This was back around 2011. And it was so crazy during that time because Sony had their security stuff gone to a specific way and somehow Geohot and his like group or something like that managed to figure out how to hack into that in order to get a whole bunch of information in terms of like access like accounts and stuff, passwords, this and that, you know. It was mm. huge back then. And yet, any type of hacking stuff that goes on in the gaming industry right now, it's still huge, mind you. But yeah, this is the big... that At the time, that was the biggest example of 
how much damage that one thing could have done for like the you know the whole the whole like perception in terms of like the company at that yeah. point but with this one with this core thing yeah this is really concerning too because here you're having like groups of people going through hack into and getting a bunch of access of people's personal well, so information stuff the information I mean, out there sounds yeah. like it, so first up this hasn't been confirmed so but this is like a preemptive no. hey be safe yeah you know maybe change your passwords maybe uh you know take your information off of off the PlayStation account or anything like that um but yeah i mean fortunately this keeps happening like all throughout this isn't like a you know this happens it's not just no a gaming it's like thing. it's everything been, but this is everywhere yeah, this is like it definitely is like PlayStation's like especially in the game world this is like the one shining example of like hey like sticked out like it is like the worst case scenario for them of like yeah like people's actual information got out there uh credit card information stuff like that like they took down the whole server for a whole month to fix it and fix it on the back end and yep. even still like ps3 like online was fucked forever because of it so oh yeah there was aspects where you could even play some of your games that you had yeah. bought on that or just like playing online was required an a nightmare connection. because like <laughs> hackers have like destroyed like playing games online there so um yeah so like, yeah like we don't know too much about it right now um from what information out there it doesn't sound like it's like super duper serious but obviously any sort of hacking is scaring right so right. just like hey a little friendly reminder hey if you got change your emails maybe take your uh any credit card debit card anything on you have on there off for them for the time being at least yes um but yeah, let's move on, Gable. So we've been playing. Do you want to go first? Or you want to go first? You know what? I'm going to go ahead and go first this time because there's a couple things I did want to talk about gaming related. Now, the first one obviously has in regards to F Zero Ninety Nine. That's the game I've been consistently playing ever since it was released, after, like during the whole Nintendo Direct, like like stealth drop. But the thing about F-099, currently, it's like I've went through multiple hours playing with just the Blue Falcon and stuff. I've gone through, at this point, more than, like, say, 105 races currently. And, like, up until that point, you know, I thought, I okay, I thought I could, like, win, like, one race. Just go into first place and stuff and, like, just be, like, that and stuff because... For how much time and effort I had put into that game so far, there's just been times where I've been fairly close, or I'm just at the final turn of a lap, and all of a sudden I get bumped from behind, or I take a turn one too quick, and I end up crashing, and I end up getting back to like about the late 70s or early 80s in terms of places. But what's interesting this past week is Nintendo's update. They had an update to go through and upload tracks from the whole Queens League, which included such tracks as like Red Canyon One and like a Mute City Two and like yeah some of the other, uh, some of the other courses and stuff like some of the more difficult courses inside of like the that middle tier of cups and stuff. So I figured okay I've pretty much gave a rest to F Zero Ninety Nine for like a few days at this point, so. I download the update. I'm playing a couple different tracks and stuff, and then I decided to play the red, like the track Red Canyon One, because that was the one that was decided upon. And uh, so I go through. I start the race. I go forth, and I, I'm like behind, right? And like I try to go 
and try to get further between the pack. I'm going through like I'm now bouncing between like the teens position and the twenties position and stuff. I'm finally the last lap. I get it just right to where I get a boost. I get like that golden boost and stuff to where if you collect all these different types of orbs and stuff, your meter fills completely out. You press the boost button. You get to ride this gigantic like track or something like that with boosts and stuff all the way up and stuff. I managed to get all the way past half the track and stuff until finally I remember, I remembered how I used to play that track when I was playing through the original F-Zero, not just for Super Nintendo, but like most recently as of last year, like the SNES app and stuff. I remembered like the, at that moment, I remember like the friggin' muscle, like memory in terms of how I played that track. And uh, I was able to go forth, and I finally won my first fucking match online with F-Zero 99. I got in first place, Red Canyon won. Now, you know how many hours it took me just to go forth and try to win one match? Two minutes. <laughs> Get in the first Two place? Minutes. First try. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm talking about in general. No, yeah, uh, no, you're that but, good, Gables, uh, I have faith. Yeah, in the first try. Dude, it took me like about freaking... Like seven hours. Never mind. Finally, You're terrible at finally... this, Gables. <laughs> take back everything I said. But dude, dude, first try on this track, I get first place, and honestly, that's and it has the statistic in this game to where it keeps track of the vehicles and the highest position that you played for each vehicle, like what places and stuff. And Blue Falcon, right there, number one in terms of like the highest rank I've gotten. Because before, there's like two or three tracks I got in second place. And I was just that close in terms of like getting things going. But with this one, oh my god. Everything just seemed to click. And I wasn't really like, it was nothing out of the ordinary either. I just managed to hit it just right to where I think I got a whole bunch of uh, people that hadn't played the game in a while. Like after... Like, just going into the new update, probably trying the track for the first time, because they're so used to playing just the the Knights track and stuff with Mute City or Big Blue or this or that. And I gotta admit, man, once I won, I fucking just lost it, dude. I'm like, oh, fuck, I finally won a match. I finally freaking won a match against freaking 98 other people online, and that was awesome. That was the same type of feel I had when... I did that with Fall Guys a number of years oh. ago when I finally got the freaking first place because of because of all the random bullshit of other people and like memorizing specific things and stuff. But yeah, this is one of the best moments of the year for me in gaming because it tells me that uh, one F Zero is so fucking awesome. The Super Nintendo one and like the gameplay itself is amazing and playing it against other people. In that type of aspect, in that term, like, settings, that, like, illuminates it. This actually goes forth and makes it much better in terms of enjoyment for, for people not only to play, but also learn different tactics and, like, different types of things to where you can outsmart people. Like, for example, if I boost a certain corner or something, I hit the barrier or something like that, and I ping-pong off, and then all of a sudden I just I just know how to destroy another driver and just disintegrate his vehicle while I'm going through and, like, take his boost power and add it on top of mine, <laughs> which happened with me with one race this past week. I killed, I think I, like, killed, like, about four different drivers <laughs> in terms of, like, one race that got all my boost up to maximum. 
never done that before previously. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, won my first race. I'm in the A rank in terms of like the tier stuff. Like I'm halfway through that, almost to A plus. And on top of that, you know, it's like I'm still having, I'm still having a bunch of fun playing as Blue Falcon. But uh, okay. So we go from that, and we go to another game that I managed to just give a tr not just give a try, but I actually played through the past majority of it in one sitting. And well, I'll give you a little guess what it is. <clears throat> oh no! So does this sound familiar to you? I can't hear it. <laughs> okay. Not popping up, Gables. <laughs> oh, it's not no. popping up. Well, I'll just show you that. Anyway. Oh, no. It involves these. Oh, God. <laughs> Donkey Konga? Yeah, last night, I decided to play a bit of Donkey Konga. I have my GameCube right here. It was connected to my freaking TV on top of my dresser. I had it arranged to where I'm sitting in my chair, I'm playing these damn bongo drums, and I'm, like, going through every single song. I literally went through the whole, like... Uh, there's a mode where you can play every single song yeah. inside of the game and stuff. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's, that's basically what I did. And I stupidly did not know beforehand how many songs it would be. It was like fucking 30 yeah. songs. Like 30 a few hours. Actually. Yeah, it, it actually did take about a good solid hour and a half. But uh, you want to know what the last song, the last song that if they end up with? Freebird. <laughs> no. no. Rock Lobster. Oh, it's the best song. Love that song. <laughs> I know, right? Dude. I was surprised by some of the song choices. Obviously, there were some that are really aimed towards little kids. But there were certain licenses, like certain licensed music I wasn't expecting. You know, like Rock Lobster being one, then We Will Rock You yeah. by Queen and stuff is another they one. They do the sound alike, so they but, don't have the uh, actual like, original voices, which sucks. No. Yeah. No. No. There's a bunch of sound alike stuff. And you know what? It... It's it's fun for what it is and stuff like that. But I, I gotta admit, though, I'm very surprised that these bongo drums actually worked to perfection. Because <laughs> here's the thing. Because that microphone is, like, literally right between the drums, yeah, it picks up any type of sound and it will interpret it as a clap. Mm. So, basically, if you even, like, just tap the side that's of your who, thing, that's a That'll That's how count. I used to have to play because, like, my my dad was sleeping or something in the morning and I'd want to play super early. I'd have to, like, smack the sides. <laughs> I got yelled at. Well, yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Or you could just do what I did. It's just, like, going... Oh, oh. <laughs> I feel like too. my method was way better. <laughs> yeah, your method was better <laughs> I'm gonna... with that. And I, that's what I ended up I'm going to need too. you to record yourself playing this game and I want to hear those yes. Oh, huh. <laughs> you sound you sound like Skyrim oh. character doing the doing the dragon shouts. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> oh my god, just oh. But I gotta admit, man, it's like I played a good chunk of it last night. I only went through like the entire like uh, loop around the entire songs and stuff. I had a fun time with this. I mean, granted, I didn't. I don't have, like, say, a sequel to it or Donkey Kong Jungle Beat or anything else like that. But at the same time, I'm very surprised that these controllers that I've literally had since around 2020. Yeah. And uh, 
the game that I had bought. Love. Oh. I mean, really worth. Yeah, that was actually fairly enjoyable. Yeah, cool. But uh, that's cool. Other than that, though, in terms of playing stuff, I mean, that's pretty much it that I have been playing. Yeah, but at the same point, I'm just now. Now I'm just like waiting upon like uh, the Dreamcast stuff to come in the mail with Crazy Taxi and stuff. But there are certain other games I can go forth and continue on with because I'm probably not going to be buying too many more like say newer newer games for the rest of the year. So that frees up some chunks. Yeah. But uh, other than that, man, what have you been playing? Um, not too much. So I I did finish up uh, Mortal Kombat One and beat the story mode. Um, Good. So. People, you know, like people don't know too much about me. Like, don't listen to podcasts. They don't remember. Um, I love the Mortal Kombat story modes. That's since what was that Mortal Kombat Nine with the reboot, the requel, the original requel. Oh, yeah. um, I've bought all of them, including the Injustice games. Love those games. Go through the story mode. That's the thing I care about. I'm not the fighting game guy. Um, but uh, yeah, like I was talking about, like especially the, the last Mortal Kombat Eleven. I was like, man, this this story has really jumped the shark. And yep. I was really excited about going this one because like, oh, it's, it's going where it's another requel. It's gonna be a little more basic here, but it's a different story, a uh, different telling of the story. Uh, and like, I was, I think I was like five or six chapters in um, to the story uh, last week, and I was like, I'm really happy where the story's going. It's not there's none of that crazy time travel shit and different dimensions and all this bullshit. It's just there's no giant battles with tanks and armies. It's just we're fighting. That's what it is. That's what I want. Gables. What? They fucked it up. Oh, they did, huh? Yeah, they went. They did the they they did the thing that I was excited that they weren't gonna do. Uh, they did the thing. It went back to multiple dimensions, the multiverse, time travel, um, all that shit. Uh, and just especially the last like four chapters, I'm like. God damn it. I was just like, oh, man, because I was really liking where I was going. And then they get there. Like, I, Look, the gameplay is still great. If you are a fighting game fan, like you're going to love this game. If, like That's what you want. Uh, if you're someone like me, it's wants to jump into the story and just have a, you know, enjoy the story for what it is. Like, I'm not asking for a fucking, you know, Oscar winning performances here. Storytelling. I'm not asking for the Godfather. Uh, I just want a good story. I just want a, a good quality story, just like a, like any other action movie, you know. I don't need a ton of complex. I don't want a fucking multiverse. I, you know, what? I just want to watch goddamn fucking Terminator. I just want to watch, uh, you know, fucking goddamn Karate Kid. I don't need fucking Johnny Lawrence from a different dimension coming in and fighting, uh, fucking uh, Johnny Trans, all that shit. Uh, Johnny Trans. Anyways, uh, yeah, uh. Man, Johnny Tran's a Fast and Furious character. Why did I mix those up? That's weird. Anyways, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I, I was really bummed out about that. Like, I was like, man, it's like oh, so great. The the it is beautiful. Like, the it's it looks so great. The the fighting is so fun. The the backgrounds, all the different levels are in. So good. I'm loving where this stuff is going. I'm like, fuck yeah, they they're, they're, we're back. We're doing the damn thing, and they fucked the damn thing up. So uh, yeah, I don't know. Overall, still like it. Gameplay, phenomenal. If you want a big, huge budget, gorgeous-looking fighting game, this is the fucking game for you. Uh, if you're like someone like me, that like I just want to jump in and enjoy the Mortal Kombat story for what it is, um, 
it's not that you're right. this is the, the wrong place for you but uh, yeah that's how my feeling was like i was like this is a shoe in for top 10 game of the year for me and now like this is not going to make my top 10 list um Another game that will not make my top top 10 list. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Another game that won't make my top 10 list. Uh, One, because it did not come out this year. But also, God damn it, I didn't like this game. Uh, Alan Wake Remastered, Gables. Um, Mm. So, I I loved Alan Wake in 2010 when I played it when it first came out. So good. Yeah. It was so different from anything else I've ever played before. Like, I didn't really... That was my first Remedy game um, from them. And uh, absolutely loved... well, it was more of the style than anything else. Like I love, you know, being in the Pacific Northwest. Um, you know, the, the the storytelling, the live action stuff. Um, I liked, you know, and like the character and stuff like that. I really enjoyed what it was. And even back then, like no one would ever argue that the gameplay was great. Like even like back then, 2010, I was like, my feeling was like the, the gameplay is good enough. And that's for these type of games that are not they're focused more on atmosphere and storytelling and stuff like that. Like you you can take I'll, I'll always take a backseat to the gaming for that you know like I'm fine with that um, and playing this in 2023 so I, I I bought it last year and I played it for like the first hour I'm like oh man this is not aging super well uh, but now we're getting to the hype of Alan Wake 2 coming out um, like I want to get back into it for a while now finally have a little bit of a gap in the schedule here for where it gets too hot and heavy for me at the end of, the, end of October I'm like fuck it I'll jump you know instead of like playing these other games I have they're brand new that I want to play. Um, like fuck it, I'll just jump in Alan Wake. I don't remember being super duper long. Started playing it. Um, I beat episode three today. Uh, I've been playing it a little bit on and off for the last last week now. And like man, I gotta be like I'm like like five hours in. I gotta be get pretty close to the end. So I went and looked up Gables. I found a YouTube video like a full playthrough of Alan Wake. And I I scrolled. And I found where I was. Gables. I still have like five six hours left in this game. I'm like, no, I can't do this. I'm not doing this. Like, I don't remember this game being that long. It's, it's like a 10 hour game. Like, God damn it. Uh, it's a, it's like, it's, I'm not like, you know, I made the joke earlier. Like, Ooh, who wants to play an old game? Like, well, I'm obviously mostly joking here. Uh, but, um, man, like, you know, some games just don't age as well as others. Like it's no. not the greatest remaster in the world. Like it's, it, it's, it's, you know, it's 10, it's an HD, it's 1080 HD, six frames per second. Like that's great. Uh, but there's just so many, like old things that we used to do in video gaming that thank God we don't do anymore. Like sh- staples of gaming generation of like, we're going to have these long walks where the, where the character you had to follow is walking so goddamn slow. So we can yep. give you a big info dump in the story and like that stuff. We just don't see too often in gaming. Like it's still around, but we have that like, gaming has found a creative ways for the most part of like giving you other things to do while they give you this info dump or you know, if like it's a big enough budget game, or like you know, if it's a game that's so great on like cutscene stuff like that, like they could just give it to you in a cutscene, and like you can they could do it in two minutes instead of like making me walk or follow this guy slowly through a trailer park for three minutes, and dump and then like the voice acting, it's not great. Uh, it's actually pretty bad, honestly. It, it's really bad. Um, like I said, the like it's looking at it is not the most pleasant thing in the world. And then just like little things like bad checkpoints. Uh, checkpointing is awful. Like you die and like have to like replay a whole section again. Uh, and just like weird like clipping through things, stuff like that. Like not like awfully like clipping things, but like at a case where like I got stuck in something and like I got I died because of it, shit like that. Like that was one time though. But like that happens in modern games now. So that's not something. But like it's just like enough things that like 
like it, it wasn't like a one major thing. It was just like five or six things. It was kind of built up, built up, built up, built up. And finally, I'm like, right. I, I just I beat episode three. Uh, and I went look. I'm like, I gotta be getting close. I'm like, oh my god, no. I just and then I just watched a YouTube video that explained the whole Alan Wake story to me in fucking ten minutes. I'm like, oh cool, done. She just done this four hours ago. Uh, so um, yeah, that that's pretty much all I'm playing. Uh, I I did play the first like 30, 40 minutes of Cocoon, which is a brand new game on Game Pass. That I highly recommend that you guys check out. Uh, but I will talk about that more next week. Um, all right. Yeah, that's all I've been really been playing. So. Uh, I think that will do it for us this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you like this, please like, follow, subscribe. If you look for us in any podcast servers, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, everything like that. Look in the description down below. You'll see uh, links to all of those. And also, Extra Life. Please check it out as well. That's up. November, that's coming up November 4th. And uh, go to extra-life.org if you are interested in joining, donating, anything like that. Please do that. Uh, but I was host. I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. Until next time, people. Thank you very much for listening to another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds podcast. Any giggles? Yep. Doon, 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 doon. We were matching calls. La, la, la. <laughs> Do you not know the words to Rock Lobster? <laughs> it comes off and on. I mean, I have this problem with main music, too. <laughs> with lyrics. This hurts me. I remember the this chords hurts. more than the music. <laughs> we were at the beach. Everybody had matching towels. That's that's, that's long. Anyways, love you guys. Bye. <laughs> See ya. God damn it.